you're now recording. All right, in three, two, one. Welcome back, Dons. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Activity Time. I'm Emilio. And I'm Macy. And we're the SLE marketing team. In the previous episode, we had a discussion with two first-year students at USF, and we discussed what it was like to experience the beginning of the college journey through the online space. Today, we wanted to end off the semester by bringing in seniors to tell us about their overall experience at USF and what it looks like to close this chapter in their lives. Please welcome Rhea and CJ. Woo! Welcome. Hello. Welcome, welcome. You want to introduce yourselves? Oh, hello, uh, my name is Ria. I go by the she series pronouns. I'm a biology major, child and youth studies minor. Um, and I don't know, what do I enjoy doing? I like to eat. I love hot pot and I enjoy going on walks in the morning with my dad. That's a good thing. Yeah. Cool. Um, and my name is CJ. My pronouns are they, them. I am a business administration major. Um, I'm really passionate about education and working with kids. Um, love to do that, and that's what I'm pursuing after this. Um, and in my free time, I, I like to swim. Um, I like to just be outside and hike. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you so much for joining us, um, both of you. And I'm really excited to get started um, to understand more about what it's been like, right? Um, so please, um, anyone can start. Please tell us about your journey here at USF and how would you describe these past couple of years? I can jump in. Um, I transferred to USF in fall of 2019. So I did two academic years here. Um, one and a half of them was in the pandemic. Um, so I really only spent less than six months physically on campus throughout my time at USF. Um, which I think definitely characterizes my time pretty well there. But um, I am definitely grateful I got the opportunity to even live and study in San Francisco. I think I'm really lucky that I was able to continue taking advantage of that this past semester. Um, and you know, the, I think for me, like the emphasis on changing the world, which I know we'll get to later, is just the reason that I even came to USF in the first place. Um, and I felt that I was, you know, able to really see that through. So. Overall, I mean, <laughs> pandemic withstanding, it was a very positive experience. I love that. Um, so for me, I came to USF in fall of 2017. Um, so I've been here for four years and my first two years were pretty rough. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm not from like the Bay Area. I'm from Southern California, which I know is like not too far away. Um, but I, I chose to go to USF partly because nobody that I knew was going to USF and I wanted to like see what I could do on my own um and so for two years that was really hard to like figure out what I was doing by myself um but it's been really great I've had a wonderful time USF has been so has been so good to me um and it's really weird I've been describing to people that I really felt like I finally made it at USF these past couple years which I know it's weird because we weren't actually like on campus for those two years, but um, I think one major difference was that at USF, I, I chose to really only do things I was passionate about. Like in high school, I was just involved in whatever and like anything and everything. I was like, oh yeah, I'll do it. Um, but in college, I was very, I think, selective. And I, I wanted to make sure that I was only doing things and spending my time in places that I felt like I enjoyed. Um, 
so yeah, my past four years have been, I think, amazing in that regard. Kind of adding on that, because um, we've definitely learned about a lot of our a lot about ourselves. I mean, during this pandemic this past year, and something I have to ask you both is, what would ha what has been the most challenging part of college for the two of you? I think I'll start that. We'll maybe take turns. Um, I'd say for me, a lot of it was like balancing and figuring out what exactly my balance was. So, because I think for, for most people, it's not like equal social, equal work. It might be like more work, less social, or like, you know, if there's, there's like a range in what you consider your balance to be. And so for me, it's a lot less social. I've learned, I think I've learned in college that I'm definitely a lot more of an introverted person. And I, I like my time by myself and to be in my head more. So I think the most challenging part for me was, yeah, trying to figure out what my balance was um, and be able to like do all the things I had wanted to do in the short time frame that I was here. I totally resonate with that. Um, I think for me, the biggest challenge was finding my boundaries and my limits for myself. Um, and like, you were just saying you found yourself as an introvert. I discovered I'm so extroverted and I would just like put myself like out there way too much and like spread myself thin with commitments everywhere. Um, and ultimately this was at my previous school but it really exacerbated my mental health. And I had to learn how to navigate that and how to prioritize myself and prioritize everything on my plate. Um, to not only make it manageable like that I think is the bare minimum but you wanna make it positive and enjoy enjoy what you're doing um and you can't if you're all over the place so uh, yeah definitely the challenging part was just figuring out the balance like you were saying um and where my own personal boundaries and limits were thank you both for sharing your experience um i kind of experienced the same thing where i had to really find myself in college and i can really sympathize with that um notion of understanding oh i'm actually introverted because it was the same way for the longest i was the most extroverted person and when i got to college it changed and i liked this new you know discovery um so i kind of wanted to learn more about that pivot change like when was it in your college journey that you realized like you were really becoming more aware of who you were um so I think a big part of that was my involvement with student groups on campus. Um, towards the end of my first year of college, this wasn't at USF, but like it was, it's relevant. <laughs> um, I was really just trying to find where I belonged and what community I belonged to. Um, and I gravitated towards the Jewish student organization on campus, which is called Hillel. Um, and that was just completely life-changing for me. Um, I never necessarily identified strongly with the Jewish community growing up. I grew up in a very secular home, um, but coming to college, just seeking it out so desperately, they were there when I needed them. And I became so immersed in the Jewish community, both at my previous school and then eventually at USF as well. Um, and you know, it really for me also became about providing that for other first years who were looking for that, or really any point in their college career, um, who were looking for that community and that sense of belonging. And so, for me, I found that in the Jewish community um, and I'm really grateful for it. I think similar to me, like I mentioned my first two years were really rough, but a lot of what I felt like got me through those first two years was like 
joining certain organizations or clubs where I met people that were like so supportive and really like cared about me and wanted to make sure I was okay and like um but if I were to define like a specific point I I can absolutely think of when there was a time in sophomore year where things were just like not <laughs> not it um mm-hmm. I think like academically I was super struggling um I was scared that I'd have to switch my major which for someone who's like now like dedicated pre-med that was like oh I'm rethinking my entire career choice which was very scary um and then socially I was like in and out of several kind of different groups of people and like not really sure where I was fitting in or who were actually like my friends and there's just a lot going on in my life um but I think that that year it was like the hardest year I've ever really had um but it did a lot for me like I learned so much from that year about like who I actually wanted to spend my time with and who I felt was like really there for me and then also like how to study better and how to manage like several jobs at the same time and like just live and be able to have time to eat like all of that I think having a really hard year um really made me like hone in more on myself yeah well said I I definitely can relate with you there Rhea um my sophomore year too I was like questioning so many different things like I had to drop a class I was just there's just a lot of things you know because it's like freshman year there's so much thrown at you. And then like sophomore year, you slowly start adapting to your major classes and everything. And then, but me, it was kind of, I mean, we all had a unique experience. Me, the pandemic happened midway through. So it was like, whoa. And then I'll be returning my senior year. So it'll just be interesting. And then you all are, will be graduating during the pandemic. So it's it's just been a wild ride for all of us. And, um, and I know CJ, you had touched on um, the halal organization and, and the importance of community. And so something I'm definitely curious to know, and I think our listeners would be too, is, is what made you get into the field that you're currently in? And are there any orgs that would you, you would say that have impacted you from that? I like the question. Um, so I said I'm pre-med. So um, yeah, I'm currently applying to medical school and I, before college, or I was originally planning to apply to all my colleges as a communications major. So um, these past four years, I've worked at the speaking center, like doing public speaking, tutoring and all that. And that's been amazing. Um, And so the shift to pre-med is like pretty 180, but that like 99% had to do with an org called Camp Kesem that I joined. Um, So not officially part of San Francisco or USF, but it is entirely run by USF students. And that org started my freshman year. So the USF or the SF chapter started right when I got here. Um, And Kesem supports children whose parents are impacted by cancer. Um, And so we do like a free summer camp and we like do support for them throughout the year. And so I've had a lot of people in my family pass away from cancer or just be impacted by cancer. And so that was a huge org for me. And I just found it really hard to go to camp and like do this work and help these kids and know that there's like another half of the battle that I don't get to see and I don't get to help out with. Um, But now or like in a few years, I will be I will be able to help out on that other side and help treat um, parents like the ones that we serve. So, yes, that is that's how I got into the field. Mm -hmm. You just give me goosebumps. <laughs> um, no, I totally resonate with that. Um, 
as someone whose parent had cancer when I was younger. Um, for myself, I am going to the field of education. I am graduating um, as a member of Teach for America. Um, so I'll be moving out to Atlanta to be an eighth grade language arts teacher. Um, and I'm super stoked about it. I know it's going to be the biggest challenge I've ever taken on yet, um, but I feel ready. Um, but as for my school experiences that led to that, um, I came into college actually really passionate about homelessness advocacy. And so I chose my previous institution. I transferred from a four-year school because of its proximity to Skid Row in Los Angeles. Um, and it was really important to me to be there every week, whether it was volunteering, whether it was mentorship, whether it was research. Um, and through that work, um, I definitely think, I think my passions were shaped a lot by my academics. Um, through that work, I discovered I wasn't interested in affordable housing, but I was more interested in how people got into that situation to begin with um, and started seeing education, you know, not only as the e great equalizer, but also that the great oppressor that it is in our system and in our country right now. Um, and so I went on to start a Girl Scout troop at my previous school with uh, fourth graders. And um, that was an incredible experience of just seeing like the impact that we can have on youth. Um, and then eventually when I transferred up to San Francisco, um, I wish I could have been an education major, but I was really interested on in graduating on time. Uh, so that's how I pretty much ended up in the business program. Um, but I've heard such fantastic things through the education program. And it was actually through a few students there, I learned about a nonprofit called Breakthrough Collaborative. Um, which does, um, it's there throughout the year, but my program was, I was a teaching fellow last summer providing enrichment summer school for sixth graders. Um, and that was very formative in knowing that I really wanted to be in the classroom. Um, and also through my community gauged in learning requirement through USF, um, I was tutoring at a nonprofit called 826 Valencia in the Tenderloin, which is a nonprofit writing center for K through 12 kids. Um, so that's also another opportunity I wouldn't have had if it wasn't for my classes. So, yeah. I love to hear these stories and like how we got to the point to where we are in right now. Um, and I think um, it has a lot to do with the mission statement, right? Change the world from here. And that's definitely like, I can definitely see that in the students that I'm surrounded with and I can definitely see it with you both. So I'm very glad that um, this is what you guys are pursuing. And I guess that kind of leads me to my next question about, you know, campus, campus life. Um, what was your favorite memory on campus? Um, and how about off campus? Did you guys get to uh, see any differences, similarities? Um, yeah, so I'll start with this one. Um, like I mentioned, I was only on campus for less than six months. Um, but in that time, I started a student organization called Community. Uh, which is all about the intersection of spirituality and um, queer identities. And so uh, in January of my junior year, I helped organize the Spectrum Retreat, uh, which is a weekend overnight retreat about an hour north of San Francisco. Um, and that's by far one of my favorite memories. Um, not only did I get to meet so many people, but um, I really made friends that I know like I'm continuing to be friends with. I created for myself like the foundation of my space at USF. Um, because that was still only the beginning of my second semester here. Um, so that was really foundational for me. Um, and how about you go with your on-campus memory and then we'll bounce back for off-campus. <laughs> sure. Uh, favorite on-campus memories for me were, I think they all tend to be like late at night on campus. Like I definitely should have been 
home at that point, but I was either on campus still studying, like I'd be in like UC4 studying till like 2 a.m. with friends and not healthy, but but it happens. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. So those or like I was part of Kasamahan, or I'm still part of Kasamahan, but um especially practicing for Barrio, that big production we do every spring. Um, we, we start practicing for that the first day of spring semester. And it's like dance practices, acting practices every night for the entire semester until like March when we do our showcase. Um, those are really good times, I think. It's like so much bonding and just a really good time. I've never been really part of like performing art stuff. And so that was new for me in college, but uh, it's a lot of fun to do it with your friends and to like learn a lot about your culture. So yeah, those are my favorite memories on campus and then pass it back for off campus. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I needed a beat to think. Sure. <laughs> um, I think for off campus, well, it's hard to say, but more generally for this past semester that I was in San Francisco, my friend and I made like a bucket list for myself. Um, of everything I wanted to do before I left. I've already left San Francisco last week, but, um, and so on the bucket list was things like walking across the Golden Gate Bridge, which I did. And like, I'm really glad I got to do. I did not realize how long it was until I was <laughs> walking it. It's like almost two miles each way. Um, or um, even just like Sutro Baths and Land's End, all the hikes around there. So I know that's not one specific thing, but just being able to get through that list, I would totally recommend to anyone. I think like, in college, especially as someone who is working multiple part-time jobs my entire time in college, um, I realized by my senior year, I didn't have the opportunity to see the city that you know I'm paying to live in um, and was a huge reason I even went there in the first place. So I'm glad I had that bucket list and got through it, yeah. I love that. I 100% resonate with that, like having several jobs and not and realizing now that I'm graduating, did I even explore the city that much? Um, probably, but I don't think as much as I would have liked. So I'm gonna take that with me after I graduate and just come back real quick and do a little tour myself. Um, but some of my favorite off-campus memories had to do with food. Um, big shout out to Tasty Pot. I was there probably every Friday with my friends or like if we had an hour between classes, we're like, we can squeeze in a Tasty Pot break and we'd go and get hot pot. Um, so Tasty Pot was an important part of my college experience. And then moving home because of the pandemic, a really wonderful memory from that has been being able to play video games with my friends and just like hopping on Discord and playing like Valorant together. That's been a lot of fun. And a lot of my friends have graduated before me. And so it's been cool to like have us all still in touch in this way. And like we finish studying, we finish work and we're like, oh, it's 5 p.m. games, um, so that's been really fun. So I have a question for any transfer students or just anyone who hasn't seen the university yet and will be coming in the fall. Um, are there any place spots on campus that have remained sentimental or just hold a special place um, in your heart? I know Ria, you had mentioned UC4. I don't know if that was like, yeah. Known, but yeah. <laughs> UC4 is for sure a time. Um, yeah, I mean, like, so UC4, I was there a lot. Um, so the fourth floor of the university center and that, I think when I first started going there often, it was mostly to study because the library was always packed. 
Um, but after a while, I think more and more people started to like trickle in and hang out there. And so I knew that after class, if I stopped by UC4, there was a very high chance I'd see a friend there and we could just hang out and chill. So absolutely, I think the UC4 was a, one of my favorite spots. Another favorite spot for me um, was actually the church. I loved going to the church if I was in my head feeling like pretty down and I needed a quiet space to reflect. I would just go there and sit there and it was super quiet and a really nice atmosphere, I think, to be able to do that. Or sometimes just like, like cry in silence and have nobody ask you what's wrong. You can just kind of be by yourself for a bit. And that was really comforting sometimes. Fun fact too, real quick, um, student leadership and engagement, the department is located on UC 4th, which is where CJ, Macy, and I would have been working this past year, but um, I will be there in the fall. <laughs> yes. Um, that was a good plug, good plug. Um, I think for me, so last year I was living in Pacific Wing, and for listeners who don't know what that is, uh, it's up on Lone Mountain, and when you're staring at the building, it's on the leftmost side. Um, and for those of you who will be living there in Lomo or in like the new development of dorms up there now, um, the Lomo classrooms are open all night long. And um, that was the biggest like pro tip for me when I was living up there because not only was it a great study space, like I'm someone who does not like to be in my bedroom unless I'm sleeping. Um, it was a great way to get out of my dorm. Um, but you can also use like all the tech plugins and stuff. We would have movie nights in there on the huge projectors. Um, so that was a really fun time and just being able to use all those classrooms responsibly, of course, um, was a great privilege and I hope I didn't just like ruin it now the university's going to like find out, but, um, yeah, totally recommend that. That totally reminds me of like my personal experience too, like nightlife on campus, like with just like the rooms, it's just fun. There's so much to explore and it's, it's such a, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a maze sometimes. Um, you're always finding something new, getting lost. Um, and that's what I love about the campus. Just everything about it is so special. Um, and that kind of leads me to my next question. What is one thing that you are going to miss from college? I'm going to miss, I mentioned I'm extroverted. Like I'm gonna miss just the social aspect of it all. I think this is a very, particular time in our lives where we happen to be surrounded by people our age at similar points in their life and their journey. Um, and, you know, going off into the workforce, that is just simply not the reality. <laughs> um, and I think, whereas in college is kind of just there waiting for you to take advantage of it. Um, after I'll, I have to go seek that out and I have to put in that extra effort to find uh, my people. Um, so I think in college, it's I didn't realize this, this is more like in hindsight 2020, but um, it's really, it's easy, I think, it, because to find your people as challenging as it is. Like we all went through it trying to find those people. But once we did, it was so easy to continue and build those relationships and make them so strong um, because we were all surrounded by each other and going through similar things in our lives. So I know that's a very like roundabout answer, but that's what I got. <laughs> No, that is, that is my answer as well. Yeah, I will definitely, like I mentioned I'm introverted, but 100%, like that social aspect I'll miss a lot. Like if you're in the dorms, like being able to just step outside and run into people um, or just in general, like between classes and things or like 
my, one of some of my favorite memories have been like just between a class where you pass by a friend and they're like hey you have some time let's go grab some ice cream and you just like go out into the city and like or go to like Golden Gate Park and study there instead like so I'll definitely miss that kind of I guess it's like spontaneity or just like those random interactions you have just because you all happen to be there doing similar things like going for similar goals so like at that time in your life so definitely miss that too. So on a more exciting note and, and looking into the future, we thought we'd shift our talking points a little bit now and, and curious to know, what is something you are looking forward to after graduation? Yeah, so uh, I am applying to medical school this month um, and the app cycle takes a while. So I'll be in a gap year. So I'm really excited for a gap year. Um, I'm really excited to like take some time this is like sad, but like to do work and not have it be like for a grade, but like just like go out and do some work and like get some extra money and before um, med school. But I'm excited to have a gap year where I can like choose how to spend my time and and go camping more and be outside more and, and do that kind of thing. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And then of course, I'm, I'm so excited for med school. It's yeah, I'm jazzed to, to study more, but yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Um, I think for myself, I'm I'm really just ready to hit the ground running. I think I think this past year for all of us being in school in this way has just felt like, at least for seniors, it was just like dragging on. <laughs> like we knew we saw the goal in sight. It was so close, um, and this semester especially. And so to be able to now really just be able to pursue my passion um, as a teacher. And um, also in a new place, like I've never lived in Atlanta, I've never lived in the South, and I think it'll be really exciting. Um, I'm someone who just loves finding new places um, and change and whatnot. And so I'm really excited to make a new home there. And how does it feel to like know that you've completed, you know, this college journey, like we're almost there, literally like a couple more days. Um, how does it feel? It feels anticlimactic, I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> um, and I, that's simply by the virtue of the remote environment we're in. Um, I'm someone who definitely needs some kind of closure on it. And now it's just like, all right, like I left San Francisco and that's it. Um, but I think like more abstractly, it's, I think I'm still like wrapping my mind around it. Um, transferring was a really big deal for me. It wasn't necessarily like I was expecting to. I had dropped out from my previous school and took a year off before finding my way to USF. Um, and, you know, in that time, it was just like a huge question mark what my future was gonna look like. And so it is very exciting to be able to know that, you know, we've achieved this. Yeah, I, I like really can't believe it. Um, yeah, I can't believe that I'm graduating. I think it flew by really, really quickly. And I think thinking about like, it was it was so challenging, but wow, did I grow so much? And wow, did I like, was it such a wonderful experience for me? Like I loved my four years of college and like zero regrets kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I agree though with the anti-climatic statement. <laughs> about like not being able to like have like walk for graduation that's like I think that when you come into college you have that in mind like you look at these grad ceremonies every year and you're like oh I can't wait to be that person doing that 
And like, yeah, I'll get to wear my cap and gown and like cheer at my TV screen. Um, but it's not the same, you know? So I feel that. I think that's the one like bittersweet thing is like, I'm finishing such a pivotal and like wonderful experience in my life in the most like <laughs> interesting way, I guess I'll say. Yeah. It's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> Um, I hope this doesn't sound too cliche. We just thought we'd, since we've been asked this like our freshman year and we thought, okay, let's ask some seniors this is, where do you see yourself in five years and how will you change the world from here? So hopefully by then I'll be uh, graduated from med school. <laughs> we'll see what happens, you never know. But um, that is the plan, that is the intended trajectory. So I would see myself as a doctor. Um, where I don't know what specialty I'll be trying to go for, who knows, but I know that I'll be, I'll be doing a job that, that means a lot to me, I think. And so I'm really excited for that. Yeah. And how will I change the world from here? I, so one thing that I, I really want to make sure I do when I'm a doctor is, is really tackle health inequity um, in the, in whatever hospital or institution that I find myself in. And so if I ever, yeah, I really want to be part of a department at the hospital that is in charge of making decisions for like diversity, equity, inclusion for the hospital and making sure that um, like protocol is being followed properly and that things are changing in the institution if they are currently not right or not serving certain communities well. So in five years, hopefully I will have graduated from med school and I will be part of something like that at whatever um, hospital I end up at. Incredible. Um, for myself, so my long-term goals are in education policy and reform. Um, and I'm starting with teaching because I think that it is necessary for anyone going into policy to understand the communities that are most impacted by policy change and by funding change, especially when it comes to schools. Um, and so, especially for Teach for America, I'll be in a low-income, under-resourced school district, really getting that insight. So I'm not sure how long I want to teach for. In five years, maybe that's when I eventually make the shift. Um, the Teach for America commitment's only two years, but I don't think that's enough time for me to really fully grasp um, what it's like in the classrooms. Um, but I do think I would end up going back to school for my master's, either in education or public policy, um, and see where it goes from there. Um, and as we're changing the world from here, I think all that speaks to it. Um, and I think for me specifically, if I can change the trajectory for one student, that is that student's whole world. Um, and so hopefully in five years, I'll change a few little worlds by then, but um, that's, that's definitely how I'm thinking about it. Well said, both of you, wow. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. And I know that a lot of freshmen hearing this are probably, you know, inspired by your journey and all the accomplishments that you guys have done. Um, and I just wanted to understand, um, not understand, sorry, I wanted to um, give you all an opportunity to suggest any advice for, you know, our incoming freshmen. I have so much, but like that could be a whole other like three week long podcast. Um, but for a big piece of advice that I think I wish I'd heard when I was coming into college um, was that there is no rush. There is no set timeline that you must follow. Um, yes, like 
the average graduation time is four years, but that might not be right for you and that's okay. Um, yes, you might see your peers getting involved in certain things that might not be right for you and that's okay. Um, really, I think just prioritize on learning who you are. Realize you don't know that yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> because we all came into college thinking we knew everything we needed to know about ourselves and that was not the case. Um, but give yourself the time you need and to find that path for you, truly. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Like making sure that the journey you're on is, is your journey. So I think like ask yourself along the way, like why am I doing these things? Why am I part of these things? And if you feel the answer, does it come from you? Like it comes from someone else making you do these things or because you're driven to do these because other people are part of them, then I would kind of rethink what, um, what you're involved in and see if there's something else that might be better suited for you. And, and also know that like, just try new things, even if you're not sure those are the things that you would like. And that's how you'll find, I think yourself a bit more. Um, so example, I learned I was very introverted because I would go to these like party's like oh yeah I'll go with you like it'll be fun and then I was like oh <laughs> suddenly it's 10 p.m and I'm so tired and ready to go home like so I think just like try things and you'll you'll see I think what you fall into it and, and try to make sure that by the time you graduate you have done things that you you wanted to that was like your yeah your passion I want to just add one thing onto that because y'all will find that you feel like you're sitting in your classes thinking I'm not doing this for myself. <laughs> like I'm doing this for my professor. I'm doing this mm. for the grade. There's like all these external motivations sometimes. And that's not the case with all of your like classes. There are, are plenty that you'll be so interested in and devoted to and you can see the relevance of it for what you're doing. But there will always be those classes where you are questioning why you are sitting there in that chair. And I just urge you to find meaning in it because it's there somewhere. Um, whether that is in connections you're making with classmates through your mutual suffering, or whether that is in the material itself and realizing, wow, like this could be relevant for what I'm pursuing in this way. Um, but nothing you do in the classroom will be meaningless. Um, it's just, you sometimes have to go and find it. Oh, I love that. I'm gonna piggyback off that. I think something I've been telling people is like to let yourself get uncomfortable in some of these classes like there are some classes where um you're like oh this is like weird I don't or like they'll run you through like a meditation exercise and you're like this is uncomfy like I don't understand why I'm doing this in class like with people I don't know and whatever it's like really deep and not necessary for me but I think if you let yourself just get into the weird sometimes it can you like yeah you'll learn a lot about yourself and it can get a it can become a really cool experience I think like like I took a class where we had to listen to birds and and like learn bird speak. And that was like never in my years would I have been like so into a class like that. But then if you just like let yourself get into it now, I like when I'm out walking, I pick up on these things and I don't look down as much. I look up to see what's going on in the sky. And yeah, just let yourself get into the weird, I guess. I needed to hear that. Thank you both for, for sharing. <laughs> I, it, it just really, it, it definitely has been a difficult journey throughout this past year. And, um, but looking forward to going back in the fall, I, I'm bummed that, that the three of you didn't get that experience to, to walk this time, but I'm happy to hear that the three of you have been able to find the, the good out of this. And so just wanted to say thank you to joining us today and, and how 
just sharing your your overall college experience with our with our listeners and um, you know how you've impacted and touched many lives at the university virtually and in person and yeah Macy anything else? <laughs> um, yeah I just really loved hearing this um, just because I feel like I've never really had the opportunity to reflect on my journey until now. And it's so nice to experience this with other, you know, graduating seniors. So thank you so much for sharing your stories. Thank you. Yeah. Well, now let's take it away with our last week of announcements. So congratulations to all 2021 Student Leadership Award, Award awardees. Thank you to all the nominators and the selection committees for serving the community and honoring our student leaders during these challenging times. USF will be celebrating its new graduates, KAS, um, with virtual commencement ceremonies on Friday, May 21st, 2021. The 162nd ceremonies will be streamed on USF's website, on YouTube, and on Facebook. Congratulations, Dons, and change the world from here. And to end it all off, we have a quote. Um, we decided to change it up. So Emilio has one and I have one. Um, this is our last podcast episode for this semester. And yeah, we wanted to share um, two quotes um, to everyone. Macy, you go first with yours. Okay. The only limit to the height of your achievements is the reach of your dreams and your willingness to work hard for them. And this is coming from Michelle Obama. The one that I have is from one of my favorite actors, Jodie Foster, and she says, there is nothing more beautiful than finding your course as you believe you're bo you bob aimlessly in the current. Wouldn't you know that your path was there all along, waiting for you to knock, waiting for you to become. This path does not belong to your parents, your teachers, your leaders, or your lovers. Your path is your character defining itself more in every day like a photograph coming into focus. <laughs> so like what Macy was saying, this is our last podcast of the semester. Also, probably one of my last podcasts with Macy for now. Um, <laughs> we just wanted to say thank you all for, for joining us this past year and, and tuning in and providing us feedback and helping us come up with different topics. CJ and Rhea, it's been a pleasure again getting to know you during this podcast. We wish you the best. And and I just want to say, Macy, too, it's been a wonderful experience having you as a host with Activity Time. Um, I'm not really good at these, but we just thought this would be a fun way to set as like a time capsule for, for students. That's why we want to con continue and provide a weekly podcast. And it's definitely been very rewarding to think like, wow, we were able to do this. <laughs> so we can always refer back 10 years from now and be like, oh my gosh, this is what we did during the pandemic. Like, oh my gosh, like this is what was on our minds and all. And, and for CJ and Rhea, you could take away too, like some of the things you were thinking, you know, at the time during you were graduating. So, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> and this has been <laughs> activity <you>. time. <laughs>